All right, get excited because this week we have on somebody that is a celebrity that you didn't know was a celebrity, but uh, has probably spent more time with us right before we go to bed than any other person we've had on the podcast. Uh, it's Tom Hovey who does the illustrations for the British Baking Show. And is it is it called the British Baking Show over there? Or is it uh, something d- different? No, it's the Great British Bake Off. That, That's uh, called that here too. I just think is? you got it wrong. Okay, that's possible well, too. No, I think I think it is. Um, I think it is like they change it. I, I don't know, but I you know I also do the American show, and that's called the uh, American Bacon Show. Because I think isn't there something like a, isn't the Bake Off something else there? Does it mean something else? I mean, uh, I, there's like a million yeah, baking shows on Netflix <laughs> sure. now. Um, but right. have you ever gotten a handshake from uh, uh, Paul Hollywood? Paul, yeah, Paul Hollywood. Well, yeah, I have actually. Not for my cakes, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I met. I beat a set like once in the in the many years that I've done it. Uh, pretty early on, and met um, when it was still Paul and Mary and Mel and Sue. Um, so yeah, met Paul. I mean, Paul was you know he was fine, but he wasn't really that interested. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. <laughs> Um, he like literally, he, I came over and said, hey, hey, how you doing, Paul? You know, I do the drawings. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And then like literally had a rugby <laughs> ball in his hand, turned around and punted this rugby ball for like Sue that was like walking across the thing. She just like completely ignored it and just kept walking. But <laughs> but meeting uh. Mary, meeting Mary, I don't know if you watched the early shows with Mary's on it, but she was, um, it was like meeting the queen when we met her because they used to film in this big country estate and um, it was in between things when they were actually uh, filming. So um the director was like all right come on well uh we'll go and meet mary and they like took me around she had her own runner took us around to this like walled garden me and my wife and um and they put some like little cushions down the seat and we sat down and we literally just we were getting married that year so we talked literally about wedding flowers and that was kind of it really <laughs> oh, yeah wow. it was amazing <laughs> that's a trip so you uh you just ran the london marathon last fall when it was mm. fall right or did, yeah yeah the same time we yeah, did yeah. Yeah. And I guess they switched it around because of COVID and now it's back to April. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So why did you sign up? First of all, let's actually go way back. When did you get into running? So pretty pretty early. Um, I was in, uh, I think you call it elementary school. We call it primary school here. So I was kind of, um, we have this thing called sports day. So at the end of, you know, summer term, all the kids you don't, you know, you Obviously, when you're younger, you're doing egg and spoon and sat race and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we're really interested in like the sprints. Whoever wins the most sprint races across the the whole sports day gets to like be the fastest kid, you know, in the final year. And and with like a year to go or I guess after the after the um, penultimate year, I knew I wasn't the fastest. So I kind of said to my dad, who was who was a, uh, a ex runner, I was like, Dad, I really want to kind of win this thing so we went to local i joined a local running club and tra- and went joined a sprint team and and trained for a year <laughs> and, and won it oh, so, wow so you yeah really no, ran to it yeah yeah that's um, fine did you catch pen ultimate meg no oh he, he said it was pen ultimate year oh which th- that's not a term we hear a lot over here but i, I love it okay <laughs> <laughs> you know what it means though right yeah senior year it would be for us right. oh, okay so just, yeah, it just means the one before the top, yeah. But um, oh, junior, uh, yeah, yeah. So and then when I went to comprehensive school, you know, when I was like eleven, twelve, um, 
I carried on uh, running for the running team, team you know, I go like Tuesday, Thursday nights and then do, uh, you know, meets on the Sunday. And then first year of school, sports day again, for some reason, I I signed up for the 800 meters and uh, and I won it. Because um, I used to, my dad was really into athletics, so he used to show me, you know, we'd sit down and watch all the uh, stuff. So I kind of knew, I knew the, um, I knew the tactic of how to win the, you know, you kind of, just stay behind the fastest man for the, you know, for basically until the, you know, 200 meters to go and then uh, gun it. So yeah, it worked. And, and then my dad told the middle distance coach in, um, uh, it was Torvine Harriers is the name of the running club. And, uh, and yeah, so then I joined the middle distance team. So I, then I was doing 800 and 1500s and, uh, and then cross country uh, in the winter, which is, you know, I never enjoy it, to be honest. <laughs> I live in <laughs> Wales and, the, you know, the weather is bleak at the best of times. But, you know, getting up on a Saturday morning and running up and down muddy hills is pretty gross, I guess. There's a lot of great runners that have come out of Wales, though. Then that's interesting that uh, so you're a traditional track athlete who then kept mm. going after afterwards. See, I would have thought well, I, did, maybe... I didn't keep going, though. Oh, you didn't. When did you oh, no. when did you start running? Well, um, well, so it was kind of that really. It was um, you know I was I was probably fourteen. Um, I, I yeah, um, it's kind of vague. I was basically early mid teens, and a lot of my mates were you know meeting up on a Saturday and you know chipping in and getting beers and hanging out <laughs> yeah. and doing all, doing all the bad stuff. Um, did you join a I band? Was, <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't join a band actually, you know, there's a lot of good South Wales bands from, you know, from my area, you know, but uh, no, we were just more into the, um, uh, yeah, not the sex and drugs, not, not really the rock and roll, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the fun um, Yeah, so I, yeah, and, and it's, you know, obviously now, you know, 30 odd years later, I, you know, I kind of regret it, but, um, you know, I just wanted to go and enjoy myself. So yeah, never really picked it back up again, unfortunately, but. Um, and I think the the kind of death nail was, um, so I ran for like my county at 800 meters in the Welsh games. Um, and I came last dead last. And I, you know, I just I'll take the wind you know, out of your sails. Yeah, man. I think it was like, I just wasn't, you know, I had something, but I definitely wasn't the best and I was never going to be the best. You know, my dad was Welsh champion at 800 meters and his PB was, you know, about a minute faster than mine. And I, I was never going to catch up, you know, so. So I was just like, oh, I'm done with this, you know, and went and played and rugby and football. And that's when you started drawing pictures. <laughs> I was always, yeah. To be fair, I was always drawing pictures. Um, that was that was that was a constant, you know. You can do you can do that whilst uh, inebriated. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you have someone in your family like? Uh, uh, so when I started drawing and doing stuff, my mom was a graphic designer and a, a painter. So I kind of had somebody that you know I would do little sketches for, and they get excited. So that kind of like fueled my uh, passion for that. What what fueled your passion for uh, drawing? Um, I'm not 100% sure what it was in the early, you know, I was quite a, um, a gregarious kid. I was, you know, I'm in the middle of three boys. Um, and it was, uh, you know, my brother was like the jock. Um, he was, you know, two years between us and then my little brother was five years younger. And I was, you know, typical middle child, just, you know, super annoying, you know, just blah, blah, blah. And, and I think like my mum just used to sit me down with a pencil and, you know, and I'd just draw for hours, you know. So I think it was like just a, 
it was a focus, you know. I was never really interested in anything else in school apart from the art side of things. Um, so yeah, I never, I never had ambitions to really do anything else, to be honest. So it's a, uh, it's not a surprise, but it's also a, you know a miracle <laughs> that I ended up doing yeah. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you, when you started drawing, you're like, I wanted to be drawing cakes. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. I'm guessing it was traditional. Like you probably did superheroes and. And all that stuff, and and it was that more like what 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 was like something that you were interested in as you were growing up? Yeah, I mean, superheroes is never really a th- I was never really a comics uh, guy, even though uh, I I kind of went to uni for quite a long time uh, doing different courses. But um, I did a the thing I did before my degree um, was a two year course on sequential illustration, which is essentially learning how to draw comics, storyboards, um, all that sort of thing. And I kind of did it just because I couldn't get on any other courses because I'd messed around for a couple of years um, before that. So everyone on that course was just a massive comics nerd, couldn't really draw that well. <laughs> they they just wanted to, they thought I'd go and do this course and it'll teach me how to be a good comic artist. But So I was kind of the only one that could draw but wasn't really interested in comics, you know. But um so I was, you know, I was always uh, really interested in people. Um, always did lots of figurative work and uh, kind of like monsters. And you know, my alter ego back in the day was uh, Twisted Loaf. I, I think the website's still up, twistedloaf.com. Uh, so for a long time, I mean, even when I was uh, when I got the Bake Off gig, I was doing very different, very different work. Um, and you know, like when I first started out, it was. Uh, I was doing stuff in murals and the street art scene was like really big in um, in London when it was uh, after after I graduated. So that was where I initially got all my, uh, you know, kind of first starts was going down to London and doing murals alongside graffiti artists and stuff. But I was going to say, this is starting to, it's starting to sound familiar. See, uh, I was not, uh, I didn't do any of the track stuff. But the uh, nor rugby nor football. No, but the the drinking and the <laughs> painting on walls <laughs> was something I like to do. He's saying it politely, murals. But it sounds like he was out there doing graffiti. some graffiti and some vandalism. But well, no. But do you know what? You know, I wish I was that cool. Um, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was. So it was. It was quite a cool thing, actually. So like after I graduated uni, um, it was you know aging myself massively but there wasn't social media wasn't really a thing so facebook had just started maybe two years earlier and myspace was basically the place where i used to post work and stuff so that was where um someone that ran a collective in london kind of saw my work on myspace and he ran a collective that was um or two guys actually but um and it was basically just combining illustrators and graffiti artists um so they kind of get people together for shows like um the first, we did like an annual thing at MNC um, Saatchi, the, the kind of um, advertising agency, had an office in um, Golden Square in Soho. And every year they we'd take over like the bottom floor, like the foyer and just draw over all the walls. And um, and we'd go down like over a bank holiday and just do it all. And me and two or three other illustrators did this, like, you know, it's like a three meter long wall. It was really big and it, you know, really intricate drawings. But we, you know, we took like three or four days. The graffiti artists would come in, you know, have a wall the same size and just bang it out in like three hours. 
and it would look a hundred times better than ours. You know, it was <laughs> they were they were another level because you know I'm sure uh, as you know it sounds like with your experience that you know you're <laughs> they're they're used to working at pace. You know, where yeah, you have to stay, work yeah. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be so standing you, around for a while. <laughs> no. Nah. So you know, yeah. it was it was a, it was a really good learning curve. You know, I. Uh, I learned that you know you have to prepare and <laughs> and uh, think about stuff before you turn up and you know show stuff off to the world you know yeah well or just go the opposite and just go spaz out and <laughs> and leave <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. so you you end up obviously you got back into running what got you back into uh, to hitting the pavement well so I guess uh, it was always just a thing that. I'd kind of come back to every now and again, but it was, it wasn't until probably, um, so I lived in Bristol for a couple of years after university and then went to London for kind of two or three years, which is, um, when I got the Bake Off gig and then came back. So I was, you know, I was probably nearly 30, I think by the time I really kind of took it up with any sort of, um, not necessarily ambition, but you know, as I kind of wanted to do it on the, on the regular, um and yeah so i i mean i guess it was just always one of those things right if you you know it's if you've been a runner once and you know especially training like three times a week and doing that kind of stuff it's always just ingrained in you that that's you know i know how to do that you know and um were you out of shape or were you were you just yeah i mean come back to it you know when when you're in it you don't realize you're out of shape but i look at photos of me of on my on my forty, on my thirtieth birthday, and I'm, you know, I'm about four stone heavier than I am on my fortieth, you know. So <laughs> just, be, just <laughs> beer and, you know, you know, when you're in your twenties and you've just, yeah, you just like you, you, uh, you know, I, I, I found cooking and all that kind of stuff. So I'd, I'd cook a lot and eat a lot and drink a lot. Yeah, for, for me, it was just the you go from your twenties when my metabolism was on fire. <laughs> And you don't, you continue to eat like that. And then all of a sudden your metabolism goes, Hey, look at yourself. <laughs> you're, you're no, it's terrifying. <laughs> it is. All right. So, so you get back into running and you're doing the illustrations. Yeah. Wait. So how, how did you get that gig with uh, the British Bake Off? So, um, so like I said, I was, um, I was doing lots of stuff. I was living in Bristol, which is in the West country, uh, West of England. And, um, and I was popping down to London fairly often, uh, to do kind of, you know, all these fun things, doing shows and live drawing on like Carnaby street and all that kind of stuff. And, and it was just like, you know, this is the place to, you know, things are happening. So let, and Bristol, Bristol now is an incredibly like vibrant arty city, but you know, back then it wasn't, it, it hadn't really had its kind of heyday. So, um, me and my, my wife, my girlfriend at that point, we were like, right, let's just go and give it a go. And um, she's, you know, super organized and, you know, the polar opposite of me. So she she had a job lined up straight away, go in there. You know, I had nothing lined up. So I, I turned up and just got a job in a pub and um, in an Irish bar with this guy who was like, a, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like he had a shady past, but he was like, a psycho like he was not a cool guy so i was instantly trying to find a find a way out you know and um and my best mate also lived in london but he worked uh in telly and he worked for love productions uh who who make bake off and he was like oh look, they're looking for people uh to work in the edit uh, of this new show and um 
you know, you don't need any experience or skill. <laughs> so it's, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's the equivalent of like a runner, but in a post-production house. Um, so it's called a logger. And uh, I would basically sit and watch all the footage. So I was in like a room, small, small edit suite with the series director and the series um, editor uh, of what turned out to be the first episode, first series of um, Bake Off. Um, so I just sit at the back of the room and just watch all this um, footage and cut it up uh, and just, you know, because there's so many, you know, it's like five cameras shooting for eight, nine hours a day for three days. It was a lot of footage Jeez. to cut up. So I would cut it up and transcribe stuff and um, feed it to them. And, um, you know, and I got to I got to know them and they were like really cool guys. And um, they, you know, I explained my uh complete lack of interest for the TV industry and that I was there to be an illustrator. And, um, and so a week or two in, they went, they came back from lunch one day and they were like, right, we, you know, we can see through editing the first show that there's kind of this visual element missing from the show that, you know, we think that graphics, you know, so we call it illustrate graphic illustrations could, you know, could help, uh, visualize. So do you want to pitch some ideas and, um, so yeah, I, I pitched maybe two or three different drawings and it was, it was literally just a matter of being, uh, you know, it's like too detailed, you know, not detailed enough, you know, to, you know, don't use like cross hatching cause it's like strobing, you know, as you know, like stripes and that kind of stuff on telly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And, and yeah. And, and then it was literally, right, you got the job. And then it was, um, and then negotiating with, you know, the guy who'd given me the job as a logger, like three weeks earlier, he was like, <laughs> right. Now you got to do ten, you know, eight episodes of drawings, and he was like, ah, "Okay, um, so yeah, I got paid very little that first series because <laughs> they were like, but we didn't have a budget for graphics." <laughs> <laughs> but now it's part of the show that people expect. Now a lot of technology has probably changed since the first one, and I noticed you do some of your illustrations on iPad, or at least I saw you doing a demo on an iPad. Uh, how much time does it typically take for you to? Because you have what? And in the beginning of the show, eight bakers or something like that? Uh, 12. Twelve. Twelve. A baker's dozen almost. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, the, um, the, so 12 people. So in the beginning, you're cracking out 12 illustrations? I'd say, yeah, so two, so two challenges per uh, episode, so it's 24. Oh, geez. That's a lot of work. Mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and how long do you have to like so say a season how long do you have to illustrate all those uh different baking items well so um i started so series 14 this year um they started shooting three weeks ago and i you know i start drawing as soon as they start shooting like the, you know a few days later um so yeah so i started two weeks ago um and the show airs you know, uh, I think like August, maybe middle of August, uh, end of August, something like that. Um, so we, st you know, we just start going now, uh, and we just concurrently run through and, but we do, um, so it's the main show, which is 10 episodes, British Bake Off. And then before that ends, we start doing Junior Bake Off, which is 15 episodes. Uh, and then really helpfully, uh, they uh, brought in the American Bake Off, which edits exactly the same time as Junior Bake Off. So oh, perfect. <laughs> two, two series at the same time, um, which is so fun. And um, 
and then we do um the christmas new year episodes and celebrity ones uh which is celebrity charity ones uh yeah so so we we literally end i usually end the kind of the week before christmas essentially that, so that's crazy from now now How till did- christmas is cakes how does it work? Because you said you've you've only been in the studio a couple of times. So I'm assuming you work remote. And then, like, do they send you photos, video? Here's the people's names. Here's the description. Like, how does that work? Hmm. Yeah, so it's, so it's all remote. So they have, like, a, a team uh, called the food team on, on set who are doing loads of other stuff, I'm sure, which I, I don't know about. But, but one of their jobs is, you know, when they finish the boat, you know, they say, right, you know, time's up there's about an hour in between where they clean up the tent you know because if you if you've ever seen it it's like it's chaos in that yeah. tent yeah, and, yeah. and then suddenly suddenly when they're judging it's all clean again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so there's a whole team of magicians come in and um like clean the tent so in that time they go around and take photos of each bait um so you know i i just basically just ask for as many photos as possible from all the different angles um you know usually just like a um a 45 degree angle like beauty shot from the you know the whatever is the front is usually like the one the main one that we work from but it's handy to have as many as possible and then um uh yeah and then after judging they go in and take a few more of when it's been sliced open um yeah and then and then a few days you know basically after after they finish filming they go back to the office label all of them you know saying what each one of is and who and who did it um, and then also write up like a um, a whole um, is something we've only introduced in the last few years, maybe last five years or so. But basically, like a, a a rundown of what everyone planned to make, and then potentially what went wrong. You know, if, if something went wrong, you know, where do, how can we correct it? Um, and it's I mean it's quite good in, in the in the last kind of like five to ten years or five to eight years they've. I, th- I think because maybe everyone's got phones now. <laughs> like we started so we started so long ago, it feels like people didn't have phones back then. But yeah, um, but but now people just take photos of all everything. So they so they do practice yeah. bakes at home. Yeah. So most of the time, if something goes wrong, there's there's usually a much better version that they've taken a picture of at home. So um, we can work from that, which is oh, nice. Yeah, really handy. So is there is there going to be and forgive me if there is already, but it seems like a natural fit for you to have some sort of. Uh, illustrated baking uh cookbook uh yeah no it's it's not something that's ever been uh brought up i I don't know i'm not quite sure why but i've done a i mean if you have all the illustrations it would seem to be an easy thing to yeah you know to assemble i think because they know it'll cost them (laughs) 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 um Uh, yeah i'm not yeah i'm not sure why profit sharing Lots of people have asked for it, and it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's never happened. But um, I did a coloring book um, in 2016, which um, which was fun uh, from my point of view, just because um, I, I basically just redrew a lot of the you know the best baits from or a lot of them um, from the previous years, and you know did them a bit more detailed and that kind of stuff. So that, you know, there's something, um, and it's and it's just the drawings, you know. So quite cool all right so how does how does running play is it your stress relief is it just for like how do you use running in your your day-to-day well now it's 
uh, yeah, it's for sure a uh, a release and a and a getaway. Um, I think like you know when I first started running, it was it was just like I want to you know I want to do a a half marathon, I want to do a ten k. You know, I just sign up for a race, train for that race, probably stop again for another few months, and then sign up for another one. You know, a year or two later. Um, but you know, as soon as I started running, I kind of I was I kind of always had ambitions to do a marathon and um my wife would just be like we're having a baby you know training for a marathon <laughs> we're getting married you know training for a marathon um so uh yeah the last last set of kids <laughs> that we had it was like i'm training for a marathon <laughs> once we were <laughs> once, once we were out of the war anyway um because yeah so we so i've got a six-year-old daughter and three-year-old twins um so we and, and so we had them in the December 2019. So, um, and in the, um, when was it? Yeah, September, we moved. So we moved back to um, my hometown in South Wales um, from Bristol, September, had the twins. And then, you know, three or four months later, got locked in our house and told we weren't allowed to leave with no help or childcare. So, yeah, it was oh, quite... That's a fun way to start being a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, so, you know, so obviously, yeah, so Bella, my oldest, she was, she yeah. was three. So it was like, yeah, it was, it was hard work, man. You know, she watched a lot of Disney Channel, um, <laughs> but it was just like, it was, so, it, you know, it, a few months into that, it was just kind of like, right, I need to, I need to do something because it was, you know, we were all just going insane and, um, and it was like, you know, doing laps of the garden. And then when we were allowed out, it was like, right, I just, you know. I'll see how far I can run. You know, we were allowed, like, I think it was, you know, I just basically started doing 5Ks. There's, like, a um, a path that runs around my estate. Um, so I just, I was just doing 5Ks. And it was, I mean, it was hilarious, really, but it was, the, the day was so, you know, full of everything, mostly childcare, washing, all that kind of business, that it was, like, it's about, like, quarter past four every day. It was kind of like, right, there's a window. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Just like, you know, trainers on, run out the door, you know, 20 minutes back. Um, yeah, and, and then it just kind of, uh, and then, yeah, as as it all eased, um, you know, um, we were allowed to go out a bit more and run a bit further. Um, I uh, I was like, right, I'm just going to, I'm going to start, start training for a marathon. And, you know, and stupidly, I, you know, I had no real, uh, proper training every every race that I'd done in the in the past you know kind of 10ks and half marathons and, and stuff I'd just gone out and just run as fast as I could you know for you know and just slowly increase the distance and you know and we'd just be running as fast as I could and then I'd go to the race you know no tapering anything like that um so um yeah when I decided I was going to do a marathon one out and within a couple of months just got runner's knee and th- and that's kind of been a little bit of a a, a theme for the last couple of years <laughs> like quite a few in, quite a few injuries so I've just been in between injuries luckily um was okay for the whole um marathon uh, block did okay and then um and yeah and just immediately injured again um right after the marathon got runner's knee again which is so annoying um and I kind of you know as we all do I'm sure just consume Lots of, you know, I sit here drawing with YouTube on. <laughs> the algorithm is just feeding me, 
stuff about I'm clearly just talking to my phone about being injured and my being annoyed. So I'm just being like, told that. So you know, so I, I'm being told that heel striking is the devil. So we went to um, my my older brother and my wife's older brother both live in Australia. So we went out to um, went out to Oz for Christmas and New Year and my 40th birthday um, this year. And so I was like, right, I've got back to. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my running style. I'm gonna be a four foot runner now. Uh, and um, and so just and so I was taking it easy with the running and stuff, but. Um, yeah, I, you know, and, and it was, it was nice to be able to run in Australia. Cause you know, I was like, I'm no matter what I'm running, you know, going to all these amazing places, running like Bondi and, uh, and then going to Perth and that kind of stuff, running on beaches, you know, going for a run on my 40th birthday morning was like super nice. And then jumping in the sea straight afterwards before anyone was awake. It was very nice. Um, but yeah, got back and then, uh, yeah, my Achilles, you know, literally the first run since I got back to Wales, I went out for like a 17 K run just about to start a marathon kind of training block because I had I had a marathon booked in for 2nd of April in Wales and um, and yeah just my Achilles just really really hurt so when when I looked at and yeah I was like right so stopping running again sounds like <laughs> sounds like Wales is the problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think you're right <laughs> but that was you when totally... I yeah, that was I, sorry, I, I DM'd you, Megan, I, you may not remember, but that's when I, you know, because I heard your podcast and you guys talking about the, the rap and I got on the rap. Yeah. And did it work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been running. For, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm back to it now. I've been running for about. We should have uh, you illustrate the week. rap. <laughs> <laughs> Be happy to. <laughs> um. You totally skipped over the London Marathon, which oh, yeah. uh, that this was your first marathon, yes, and your only mm. marathon so far. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. ran it for a charity. Yeah, so talk to us all about that day. Like, how was it? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and yeah, I you know I really really loved uh, the training. Um, I kind of before I'd kind of got into it, you know, with a full family and. Uh, you know, the kids waking up early and all that kind of stuff. It was like, the only way I'm going to do this is by getting up super early and getting out when it's dark and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I actually really enjoyed it and really, you know, kind of, it kind of changed a lot of stuff because, you know, it meant I was going to bed early. I wasn't staying up late, you know, just doing shit and, you know, dr- <laughs> You, you know, mean to, drinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Do you know what? I I, I stopped drinking. I, not I didn't stop drinking completely, but you know, I, I stopped drinking a lot as much as I was. You know, I wasn't just Friday night. Right, it's Friday. You know, midday I'm going out and buying you know like eight beers for the weekend and a bottle of wine. You know, that all just kind of stuff. I didn't drink wine the whole year, which is pretty oh, amazing. Wow. Um, but yeah, I I you know, obviously I love the marathon, but I feel like I loved the training more. Um. You know, because uh, as well, like, you know, we, when we went, on, like, we went on holiday to, like, France and stuff, and it was, like, getting up at, like, five and going and running. We were in, like, this really remote uh, town, like, about an hour outside of Paris, and um, and it was, like, and it was really funny because the only people, you, you know, the French are very, you know, kind of, I'm not going to say lazy, I, don't, I can't think of a better word, but, you know, they're, they're not getting up super early, apart from blokes going fishing, because I'd run along the Seine, and... Um, and they just look at me, you know, in all my gear, you know, because I'd be doing, I was just starting to do like the, you know, the 20 mile runs and stuff. 
and they're just like looking at me like this guy and then i'd see him like two hours later coming back the other way <laughs> um, <laughs> you're probably like, what's but, um, wrong with this guy <laughs> yeah who is this guy um i mean i think you bring up a great point though is like if you're gonna fall in love with running it's really the training and the discipline that you fall in love with and mm-hmm. the fact that like you don't see your city or cities that you travel to the same way even even here we live along the water and so when you wake up and when you run the city changes and the wa- the light off the water changes you can be running in pitch black you can be running yeah. in you, you know all these beautiful uh scenarios along the same path but that's that's where the love really starts to dig in is that daily discipline yeah big time and and yeah and even around here like so i we've moved to a place which is kind of 10 minutes uh you know, up the road from where I grew up, but there's kind of hills behind our estate that, you know, I'd, I'd never been to, you know, we used to drive down the lanes and, uh, you know, when my mates started driving and that kind of stuff, but I'd never get out of the car, you know, it is. And, and so running, I've discovered this whole kind of world. Um, and you know, I, and through the training, I'd go out and be up there and, just watching the sunrise, you know, I'd get up to the, you know, the, I'd run up the trails. I did a lot of, you know, trail stuff in my, in my training and, um, and loved it. Cause it was the first time I've ever really done that. And, um, and just watching like the sunrise over the, you know, the hills and stuff. There's, it is amazing. And there's also a sense of, you know, as, as you know, you know, you're kind of like, ha look at me, you know, getting the, getting <laughs> the post, getting the post on, you know, putting your story on Instagram, you know, two hours before anyone's even woken up of the sunrise and but it is like you're absolutely right like seeing places i was in australia as well you know i you know i would i would get up in the morning and drive you know 20 minutes across sydney to bondi just to run that stretch you know and it's i mean australia is different everyone's up at six o'clock in the morning to do all their running just because it's so hot you know but um and surfing and but yeah. we is funny because London for us, we did a trip to Dublin uh, for Meg's brother got married over there. And then we went to London and it, it was my first time in London. And it, what a perfect way to see the city and the parks. But, yeah. you know, we just ran the whole thing. And it was like I had the best time. Yeah, I'm, I'm also I'm also gutted. I, you know, it was um, I'd, I think I just started listening to you guys podcast and I did know about your shakeout run, but. I was staying at my mate's um, flat in Clapton, which is like East London. And it was, you know, it was like my first marathon. So I was, I was kind of like in on the, Focus. you know, kind yeah. of like, I was like, I, you know, do I really want to spend half an hour on the tube, you know, walk into the tube, get in the tube just to, you know, to meet these guys, you know, um, and I'm gutted I didn't. Um, I just went, but I, you know, I just went for a run up the canal and it was nice and stuff, but um it's a, you know. it's a little bit of fun do you, do you guys have fomo over there <laughs> <laughs> we got fomo yeah of course <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> did, did you get a little because i like i look at some of the stuff yeah. like, especially going over to london and the group that we got to run with it was i was just like wow this was cool i want to go back in um 2024 so if we do go back there we'll have to we'll have to sync up for sure definitely yeah yeah i'd love i'd love to run it again I put my, I put in for the ballot um, for next year, so you know, fingers crossed. No one, no one ever gets it. But my mate up the road, actually, it? who, um, sorry, um, he ran the London with us last year, and and he he put in for the ballot, you know, not expecting not to get it, but knowing that he had a kid on the way, and so 
basically had to do the whole training block with a you know a newborn baby and yeah really suffered mm. for it <laughs> no sleep yeah. so uh, you you ran for a charity this past year mm. what was the charity uh the stroke association um so yeah so both my grandparents uh died uh, kind of in the 12 months before uh training started um and yeah, you know, they didn't die of a stroke, but uh, strokes kind of pretty seriously affected their kind of later life. Um, and almost every run I've ever done has been, you know, kind of for a charity cause. Um, you know, and I, and I and I think, you know, I think I think just you know just doing any sort of run that, especially like my first marathon, have you know not knowing the motivation that you need to kind of get up every day and do that thing, having, you know, having that motivation to raise money for, you know, a charity, but, you know, in, in their memory is also like super important. Um, well, it was for me. Um, and actually thinking back to, you know, the earlier question of, you know, what got you back into running, like the first kind of race I did, um, really getting back to it was, um, a friend of ours um, sadly lost a baby um, and uh, like stillborn, like our best friends. And they organized a group run to do it uh, in Portsmouth called the Great South Run. And so a big team of us, you know, kind of 10 or 15 of us um, all did it for that and did it for a character called Tommy's, which is a, you know, stillborn and um, premature death uh, charity. Um, and that, and that, and that race actually got me, got me, was the thing that actually, you know, doing training got me back into running like properly, I think, because it was the first race I'd done for a really long time. So, so yeah, I think, I think like the charity thing is, especially with London as well, you know, it's such a huge part of London, you know, the marathon and, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, it it would be nice to you know I did have that marathon booked uh, for April that was just purely a sign up and go because obviously it's it's amazing to raise loads of money for charity and all that kind of thing but I you know I was interested in just kind of doing it for the uh, just kind of doing it. <laughs> do you have something else lined up since you couldn't uh, do that April marathon? Well, no, I'm, I'm trying to be, uh, sensible, um, mm. and not, uh, <laughs> so I've kind of, um, I've sensible. kind of gone, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, so I've, so since kind of the Achilles injury, I just kind of went, uh, I kind of, I've, I've never been like a gym guy. Um, so, you know, I've never like lifted or anything like that. And, um, you know, I was doing like core stuff. Um, throughout the you know marathon block I, I used um Macmillan the Greg Macmillan kind of coaching thing he yeah. used like the yep. I used that as the for my marathon training which is really helpful actually and that you know having the core training and the horse ramp stuff was really helpful but so yeah so since now I've I've kind of like gone the other way and now going to like the gym three mornings a week and doing kind of like strength stuff and a bit of hit. Uh, and I was doing, I was basically just on the cross trainer like three, four times a week until I could get back to running. And then it's, I'm just slowly now, uh, you know, I'm back to like last week was the first time I ran twice in a week and then once on the elliptical. So I'm just trying to kind of get strong um, and slowly build up. And basically, I, you know, I think the plan is just to do base, 
you know for the for the next few months and then maybe like a you know a couple of 10ks or maybe a half marathon in the in the autumn and then um you know if i don't get into london like newport marathon which is my hometown um is um is almost maybe the week after london i think so i'll probably i'll probably try and do that cuz you know i i've i think coming from a track background you know my thing is always just run as fast as you can at all times <laughs> so i that was i think that was the hardest thing from my marathon uh, training was that's pulling it back you know to not yeah, go like yeah. that's how kids yeah. run like children <laughs> yeah. like if you when when your daughter gets a little older and you're like hey let's run around the block that they take yeah. off at top speed and you're like hold on <laughs> see how she lasts <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm you know i'm i'm very much the guy you know and i'm not anymore but you know i was always the guy if i'm out for a run it's like there's someone in the distance you know i you know i'm just gonna run as hard as i can until i pass him and then you know try not to die straight afterwards you know <laughs> see i'm the opposite i'm like i don't want to compete with you like if you're, you're up ahead you, you, i'll run 10 feet behind you that way i don't have to work too hard wow. <laughs> do you yeah, like got, going I to the gym like having having to replace some of your running with these other things do you find it just as satisfying yeah i'm starting to and i'm trying not to be a gym rat you know but <laughs> but but i think that you know i think that again it's the i like um i like routine and i like um mm -hmm. protests and, and and seeing results you know i think um so yeah i'm and again i'm having to get in there at, you know get in the gym for like half five um, and just do a, you know, a couple of hours and then literally get back in the door for, you know, half seven when the kid, when the kids have breakfast, you know, so, um, so, Does you know, your wife a, notice the physique changes or like, is she, you know, she's just like, I'm, try, I'm kind of uh, flexing, you flex stuff, in front of her a lot. She, she's, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, she hasn't noticed yet. <laughs> she yeah. will start picking up heavy stuff in front of her. You know. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Full banana. Is she is she more concerned about uh your Achilles wrap situation? <laughs> she I mean she was, yeah, 100%. She was like, "What? Like, is, what is happening? Where's all the plastic wrap?" <laughs> yeah, we were going through a lot of cling film. <laughs> yeah, cling film. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, we call it Saran wrap, but like I, I knew that it probably was something different over there. Um, yeah, no totally. So you mentioned you've watched some of our she review videos. So what what are you running in? What's your daily trainer? So right now, just because I'm there's not much of a rotation going on, just because I'm not really running enough. It's the Nova Blast Three, which nice. uh, yeah, I love actually. Um, so I bought it just before I went to Australia, and it, it, you know I was kind of really on the fence about should I. Is it too much to take two pairs of running shoes uh, when I'm just getting back to running? <laughs> Do I need to take a pair of Vaporflies? <laughs> so, <laughs> so is that what you ran London in, the Vaporfly? No, actually. Um, I ran in the um, RC Elite, um, the new, new Balance, which I loved. Hey, that's actually. crazy. So all three of us would have been running London together in the same shoe. On the way. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, well, so I so I had Vaporfly kind of uh, from the year before. Um, and did I run? So I did the Great South Run again um, a couple of years after I did that initially, and ran it in the Vaporfly. Uh, yeah, and they were, I mean, 
they're just rapid. Like, I mean, it's it's so it's just weird how fast you're going. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of again for that, I I had no real, I didn't really train in a specific way for it. I was just kind of running. I was I was actually I just got my Garmin for the, the first running watch and. And I was just going, you know, when it tells you what workout to do in the morning, I just did that. And then, um, oh, wow. yeah. And, and then, and, and do you know what? The, literally like a week or two before the race, um, I can't remember if it was like a, uh, uh, I think it was just a tempo run or maybe a fartlek, but it was like, you know, run at 412 a kilometer for, you know, the middle bit. And, and it was like, wow, that's fast. I could, you know, but I, you know, I sustained it and I felt okay. So then when I got to the race, I just, you know, as you always do, or I always do, set off with a plan, and then everyone's <laughs> running really fast. So I was like, oh, i got to keep up with them. <laughs> and then yeah. I, ended up run, and I ended up just running at that pace, and I was like, well, fuck it, let's just see how we go. And um, uh, yeah, and, and, that was, and I ran super fast, so that was, like, super fun. But, like, I just felt afterwards I kind of had some, not, like, super injuries or something, but I just felt kind of um like I had like a sore kind of um like the ball on my foot and stuff and I was I just wasn't sure I wasn't I, di- I didn't feel like um I feel like I needed more kind of cush for the for the marathon for the you know I, yeah. yeah so but you know I, I would like to try something a bit faster for the next one maybe we'll see have you tried um that is it Bischoff's butter what's the cookie butter that's from yeah. over there uh, Biscoff. yeah Biscoff. Uh, are you a fan of that? No, it, it looks too deadly. I, I, I'm aware. It's just you're just you're just spreading a biscuit on a on a on a bit of like toast on a biscuit. <laughs> biscuit on a biscuit. <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard lots of people talking about how it's a it's a road to ruin. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm staying I'm steering clear. I'm, you know, my body's a temple now. <laughs> All right. What what did you since you're on the British Baking Show? Like we we uh, talk about carbs a lot on our other show, Fuel for the Soul. What do you, what do you use for nutrition? Is it cake? <laughs> well no i mean it's cake <laughs> <laughs> so one of so uh yeah it's a a thing from that usually comes up in uh most headlines of like newspaper articles that i did back in the day but so i i'm not like a cake guy i don't really like desserts and all that kind of stuff which i feel like is part of the reason why i've i've been able to uh keep the weight off 14 years later you know <laughs> um so yeah, no, I'm a I'm much more a savory guy. I'm a, um, you know, I was carb loading with like pizza and you know all the burritos. I'm all, I'm all that vibe. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, man. What about um, on course? What did you What did you use? What's that? The stuff oh, the stuff there? we had over there. What was it? Loose, loose, Lucas. Am I making that up? Lucas, oh, Lucas Aid. Thing. Lucas Aid. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's our version of like- Gatorade. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Too sweet. It's way too sweet for me. So yeah, no. I was just running. Uh, I just trained with uh, water and uh, Morton gels the um, the whole time, you know. And um, and yeah, uh, it's I, I do listen to your uh, feel for the soul actually, and it's um, I'm now on electrolyte drinks, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I wasn't at that point. I feel like yeah, there was something that. So I was I felt pretty good most of the race and then yeah you know hit that hit that wall around um like 22 i think um and yeah there was i i got cramps basically 
you know, kind of in the gut, mm. which I'd, you know, not had in any of the training runs or anything, you know, but it didn't, it didn't stop me running or anything. It just, you know, it really, um, you know, like my wife and daughter and my friends kind of, I saw them about three times on the course and I knew I was going to see them, um, you know, the, uh, along embankment, you know, just coming up to Big Ben on that last stretch and the kind yeah. of two times I saw him before, I'm like running up to him like, whoa, you know, kind of like <laughs> jumping for joy. And then the last time I was like, I can't stop. <laughs> if, I stop <laughs> if I stop, I won't go again, you know, so. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there was definitely a, a, there's definitely room for improvement on, uh, you know, the overall stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, I think the electrolyte drinks really seem to, I'm doing the, you know, the Zwift thing and the, on the turbo trainer in the garage on my, on my, on my ah, off days. I at do the that moment. too. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, that's another thing I've really got into as a, you know, as a nice thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting the electrolyte drinks on the, on the regular. I'm going through quite a lot of them. <laughs> All right. So, what's your favorite course on Swift? Oh, man, I, you know, I, I, I this don't really bike have trainer, one. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. um, yeah, I like I'm, the Murakami Islands. I mean, it. it from my point of view, it all seems the same. I did a race. I actually did a race um, in the week, the, the, the weekend of London Marathon just gone. I did a race um, around the, the, the London Marathon course, which is quite fun. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I've, I'm kind of, um, I'm I having to. I hate Box Hill. But yeah, it was around that, actually, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm really having to kind of rein myself in because I just can't, like, I find like just going for like a, you know, I can't sit on there for two hours and just like mosey along. I'd much prefer going on for like half an hour and just killing myself as fast as I possibly can, you know? So doing like, but a now I, 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 well, no, just doing like races again, you know, like the set races, yeah. you can do the events and, um, but like I, I put myself into category B, um, which is really fast. And it, and it just means that now I, if I want to do a race, I can, I'm like, I just want to chill today and now you can't, <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> so I'm just getting dropped on every race now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So if you were going to tow the line at a marathon tomorrow, what shoe would you lace up? Um, well, I get you with, with shoes that I've got. Um, no, if any, or any of them. Well, I don't, you, you know, anything? I, well, I guess cause you know, I've kind of, since since the marathon, I've kind of uh, I've been well apart from the Nova Blast three, um, I've been kind of trying to stay away from the shoe reviews. You know, sorry, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's too <laughs> it's too tempting. You know, I've I've still got you know I've still got quite a few from my last rotation that aren't completely dead. You know, um, but it, you know I've got to say I I would like to see um, because I've really enjoyed the AC, the Nova Blast the first. Asics that I've ever had, and I've really enjoyed them. And um, I did watch blast. your, re- yes. So I watched your review the other day of, um, of the newest one, and they seem fun. Um, yeah, the the Magic Speed uh, Three is fun, but if I was just going to get one Asics, it would be the Super Blast. Yeah, yeah. It can do pretty much everything from your daily runs to I ran Tokyo Marathon in it. It's it's just a super. It's a great shoe all right. It, that- it has a super foam. But no plate. Oh right, okay. But so what's the so what's the what's the plated Asics then? 
What's you got the, the Metaspeed Sky Plus and the Metaspeed Sky or Metaspeed oh, okay. Edge, Edge Plus. Plus. Yeah. But they're a little too, uh, for me, they're a little too firm for the marathon distance. Right. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Meg? Yeah. Um, I are, think they're, and Asics, the racing shoes are a little firm, but actually the Magic Speed, which is technically more of the tempo shoe versus a race day shoe, but it's actually pretty good. Yeah. And then like the, if you're looking for a new super shoe, totally out of left field. The Hoka Rocket X two is a lot of fun. Yeah, mm. yeah. I've only, I've only, I've got the Speed Goat fives, and they're the only Hokas I've had. I've really enjoyed it. The ones I tried, I, so yeah, I've only tried on a couple of pairs of Hokas in like the running shop and stuff. But the stack just seemed like you know. Ridiculous. I know, every, I know everything's stacked, but <laughs> yeah, everything's <laughs> yeah. high stack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the opposite um, of Meg if you like a low stack. Well, then the Magic Speed feels a little closer to the ground. You might like that. Well, it's not. You know, it's not that. I, you know, so I, I'm on. I trained kind of. I had kind of two pairs of the first pair of um, first set of Invincible. You know, Nike Invincibles. Um, those are those are stacked. Yeah. So that and you know and and even the the New Balance when they ran the marathon and they were you know. There's quite a good um, stack on that, isn't there? Um, you know, I, I I think forever I was always just Nike. You know, back yeah. in the day, I was just kind of Nike everything. Every pair of shoes I ever had was Nike. Yeah, you know, in the first you know years I was doing um, kind of ten uh, k's and half miles, I was running in like just like pair of shoes that my brother had given me uh, the nike free run you know when the whole yeah you know, yeah there yeah. was just minimal you know minimal. Like a ha- nothing run a half marathon in the 2018 free runs and it's like it's absolutely mad like i can't even imagine that now <laughs> and i just did yeah. all my training in the same shoe you know and, and then going back to the thing before it's like you know and i got no injuries you know i'd go out i would run from my studio in bristol i'd run up the river and back you know midday sun you know through the summer I'd just be fine, you know. It's absolutely mad, and now I'm just. Well, maybe you, know, you need to get those back then. Well, no, I think I, I think I'm just old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happened to me, man. I used to wear yeah. a lot more minimal shoes, and now I'm like, if I can feel the ground that bad, I'm like, uh-uh. I know. It's gonna crush my legs. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, Meg. Should we do some end of podcast questions? I, I thought we were doing them with the shoe questions and the food questions. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, there's three very fast. And a podcast questions for you. Sure. Headphones or no headphones on a solo run? Headphones, yeah. All right, give me a playlist. Yeah, what are you listening to? Well, <laughs> it's kind of, it might be embarrassing, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm a kind of old raver from back in the day, so I've always listened to, like, Detroit Techno. Um, and <laughs> so if, I, if I'm doing, if I'm doing, um, there's a guy called Stacy Pullen who's kind of a, a kind of one of the big DJs from Detroit. I yeah. did, I've literally just got a playlist of 30 um, mixes of his summer. And so for like the marathon, I had one of his, it was like a five hour mix on, you know, I had one headphone in. Um, but through through marathon training and when I started to, you know, see the like, right, you've got to do easy runs. You can't just run everything full pelt. You know, I, 180 BPM in your ear is, is not helping. So that's when I got into like podcasts on the run and audiobooks and all that kind of stuff, you know. So helps you slow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never been able to run to, you know, I, I love, I love, you know, that's the only time I listen to techno. You know, every other part of the day I'm listening to, you know, all other types of music. 
I've got, you know, eclectic playlists, but I just, I just can't vibe with it on a run. You know, I just, I need a constant. So, you know? so no, no Smiths or Morrissey on the run. <laughs> no, no, Christ, no. <laughs> um, okay, final question for you: What is your celebratory post-race meal or beverage? Um, so, well, I, I mean, I'll just go with at post London. Um, we got the best fried chicken in London. Um, See? and it, yeah, I think I heard it on a podcast the other week, right? So then someone was yeah. talking about fried chicken. <laughs> trying to convince you, Megan that fried chicken's good. <laughs> shit, man. It's my, it's my, you know, um, it's my nemesis fried chicken. I really have to try hard not to eat it at all times. Um, thankfully there's, there's no good takeaway in Newport. So I you know, I have to make it all myself, which isn't quite the same, but yeah, yeah, I love, um, yeah, we had, we had it all. Um, yeah. Fried chicken, burgers and wings and all, all the stuff, um, after London. But, um, drink is like, you know, I had a beer straight, like with the, with the charity, there was like a, a restaurant that we had, um, where everyone kind of met up from the charity and, you know, they gave us food and drink and stuff. And I had like a burger and, you know, a beer and I, and I just like, I'm not interested in this whatsoever. You know, I think my guts are still just going like, yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I find it, I find it really hard to drink the beer, but you know, generally my drink of choice is, um, uh, and I don't know if it's just a name that I've made up, but, um, I call it that El Diablo and it's, um, tequila, <laughs> with ginger beer and fresh mint and that's huh. and that's my staple that doesn't that's sound staple. horrible no it's very good actually it's it's basically why why drink now on the weekends you know just always got a bottle of tequila and my, and my best mate's got in a long distance relationship with a mexican lady so he's got good access to good mexican tequila <laughs> <laughs> got me a good bottle for my 40th this year so. that's rad <laughs> nice yeah man all right. Awesome. Um, Tom, this was very, very fun. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. And I hope your Achilles is totally better and that you get back to running. And when we watch the show, we will always like be thinking about this because before you were just a faceless human that yeah. was just illustrations coming up, you know, and now we'll be like, ah, oh, we know that dude. We talked <laughs> to that look guy. At that, look at that lemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for having me on. It's been great. <laughs>